Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Castelli Podcast. Today, we will take you on a thrilling ride through the world of esports, its various platforms, and delving into Castelli's presence within the virtual cycling community. In this episode, Castelli's esports division manager, Ritz Lovelock, and our longtime leader, Lars Bleswick, will discuss the evolution of Castelli's engagement on Swift, its growth, and the impact it has on the virtual cycling community. They will cover gear talk, unlocking exclusive kits such as the Pink Wave and the iconic Gio d'Italia Maglia Rosa, as well as discussing Castelli's Insider Collection, designed for optimal performance and comfort during intense indoor sessions. You will hear about the Squadra Castelli community, swift power race teams, the balance between real life and virtual cycling during the cold winter month, and how to get involved in the Castelli Ride Series on Swift. Without further delay, let's welcome Rich and Lars. Hi mate, how's it going? Going good, how are you? Yeah, all great here, thank you. So, should we kick off with a bit about who we are? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, Lars Blesvik. I'm uh, from Norway. I've been a Castelli ambassador for uh, quite a few years and I'm currently in a uh, Swift community ride leader position with Castelli. How about you? Nice. And my name's Rich Lovelock. I'm based here in the UK, just north of London. Originally involved with Castelli, similar to yourself, ambassador role, and now moved towards managing the esports activities for Castelli. Yeah. Both been riding for quite a while now. I've been, it's kind of weird. I never see you like face to face, but we, we meet we meet virtually almost every week now. Yeah, that's right. It's amazing how these virtual friendships can uh, feel pretty real. And we have met, what is it, twice now in real life? Yeah, we've had uh, two trips to the Maratona in uh, the Dolomites with uh, Castelli. Which, which reminds me, we need to do a callback to the Maratona episode in our uh, podcast library as well. There's, uh, yes, that's indeed. a real good one. Yeah, for sure. And what about your uh, your cycling history, Lars? Well, I was I was like yeah, this ratty mountain bike kid back in the 90s. Never really stopped riding and turned to road when I started working full-time as an engineer and been riding different masters level uh, events since uh, 2010 now done uh, the world championship and i've done uh, quite a few quite a few grand fondos all over the world yourself very nice season pro (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah compared to the other guys on this podcast i feel quite quite (laughs) amateurish gotta play what you have exactly yeah. Uh, so, yeah, myself, well, BMX as a kid, like many of us, uh, progressed into a bit of mountain biking in my teens and 20s. Then came to road pretty late in my mid-30s after a few injuries from football. And yeah, now pretty much all road with a, a healthy mix of gravel thrown in, a bit of Zwift during the winter. Yeah. Uh, done a, a bit of racing here and there. Decided to call it a day with a racing for now. Stay safe. Yeah, and... Uh... Touching upon Zwift, as we've already done, maybe we should start off by talking a little bit about what what really are esports. What are we going to talk about today? Yeah, that sounds good. Well, the official definition of esports is a multiplayer video game 
played competitively for spectators. So the indoor cycling world goes well beyond just that definition. So perhaps it would be good if we dive into that world a bit more and uh, try and split it apart. What do you think? Yeah, because like indoor cycling, although multifaceted, it's, it's a specter. You know, we go from the the pure training applications like uh, Trainer Road, where you have workout plans, you have uh, adaptive uh, training uh, setups that uh, that uh, panders to your needs specifically for a goal, but which are pure for yourself, not for not for a mass participation or any has any social uh, application to it. Yeah, exactly. And then we have platforms which kind of build on that concept, such as the Wahoo X platform, which also incorporates the old Sufferfest platform, which some uh, old school trainers might might remember. Yeah, and... with a little bit more videos and, you know, more, more the, phys- the visual application as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Wahoo X actually incorporates some other aspects of the the cycling fitness world. So you'll have cycling specific yoga plans, mental strength and mobility exercises to perform. Yeah, and which also leads us over to the more remote fitness solutions like Peloton, for instance, is really big in the US where you actually you actually attend classes, you attend group trainings, but but uh, on an, an online platform, which which takes us more over into the social aspect of, of uh, online training and esports for cycling. Yeah, so I guess moving on from that world, we come to the more virtual kind of simulation worlds with some gamification aspects built in so we have platforms such as swift ruby be cool and one of the newer players is my Wush. and these are kind of virtual worlds where you can do a variety of different things you can just kind of cycle around and explore you can kind of badge hunt in this gamification aspect um, yeah. we have some some racing i love yeah, I love the races as well. You know, going head to head with with other riders all over the world. The, the the possibility of just logging on at any time and have a whole host of different races available to to sample and test your test your strength against people all over the world. I find that really nice. But also, we in this in our world, you also have the structured workouts and like in with Castelli, we do run social structured workout as well yeah and it's a great combination combining this kind of workout session with intervals and the social aspect and the kind of suffering together it it really does help you get through some of the the tougher spots in those sessions yeah it motivates you you know everybody everybody feeling the same level of uh, of uh, stress because it's uh, ranked on your uh, on your uh, not on your strength as such but it's ranked on the stress your your plan to accumulate throughout a session so you all go into the session with different setups and different power figures to and thresholds and targets to meet but in the end we end up with the same level of exertion i I really like that actually yeah yeah but we also have the last thing that we have done what we've been really was bread and butter for uh, castelli in in the esports game has been uh, the social rides where we only meet up to go exploring together maybe have a have a laugh together basically being social yeah, exactly. And th- these have proved very popular. And uh, it's amazing the the connections you can form during these events, especially when regulars keep returning and you build up some kind of virtual rapport with, with people. It, yeah. What do you think? 
No, the building of the community has been a huge has been a huge thing in esports for us. You know, being uh, being able to being able to connect to other fans of the brand, but also spread positivity and be be influences for good, basically in the community. That's that's what we want to do. Yeah, exactly. It's one of our objectives for sure. Yeah. So just moving on, finally, in these uh, kind of simulation software worlds, we also have this. This nice aspect where the the creators of these games can have some artistic license and kind of go a bit crazy creating fictional virtual worlds, but also they have the option to recreate real real world roads and famous climbs. So you yeah. get this nice blend of kind of fiction and, and real world stuff. Yeah, many, many of the uh, platforms many of the platforms are inch perfect replicas of different different routes around the world. You can log on to, for instance, Ruby and have uh, the possibility to climb uh, Alpe d'Huez or any major uh, alpine climb at any time, basically. It's, uh, and you get stunning visuals, really, really nice filming. But so, so you can, you can get, go from that or you can go to the more fully virtualized world with, yeah, like we do in uh, Zwift where we ride amongst dinosaurs, you know? So it's, yeah. <laughs> everything's on a scale all, all the time. Yeah, something for everybody there. Yeah, and and we have to we have to mention the big kind of the big uh, elephant in the room. We did have a huge uptick during lockdowns, and the the way the world changed over the last three or four years have been major play has been a major play in how we actually meet the virtual esports game now versus what we did only before 2020 yeah exactly and it probably introduced uh, many people to that world that maybe they never would have been introduced to if that hadn't happened yeah no it was it was a deed of necessity at times but we have exactly. i think it has really turned into proper riding now i remember previously we didn't talk about esports kilometers as proper kilometers they were like oh they're, they're online they're, they're not they're virtual they're, they're, those aren't real kilometers but these days we have no problems actually counting the same amount of exertion the same amount of training and kilometers indoors as we do outdoors they're really comparable yeah absolutely and i think every kilometer on swift feels every bit as hard as a kilometer outdoors especially if you're you know indoors sweating on a, a workout or a race absolutely yeah so, with Zwift being the main home for Castelli's esports activities, should we talk a bit about what it is? Zwift is a multiplayer virtual cycling platform. It has 11 worlds. Some of them are totally fictional, like recreations of typical Japanese setting. Others are real inch-perfect replica- replications of a certain area. We have world championship venues from Richmond, from the UK. Uh, we also have the time trial in Bologna, in Italy. And we have some worlds that are uh, a mix of uh, real-world, inch-perfect uh, hills features and uh, total total fantasy as well. So there's something for all tastes. It's a combination of cycling simulation and gamification. We have physics engines that replicate how wind, how rolling resistance affect you, how you are affected by being in draft in a peloton, and how much you have to work to get up any any hill. But you also feed back to your real-life equipment 
basically replicating what's happening on on your screen so if it looks like it's a hill it will feel like it's a hill and uh, that makes it possible for you to just ride around explore find a hill that you like do hill repeats or you can log on onto zwift's huge suite of workouts find a workout that suits you for the day or you can compete against other racers all over the world it should be something for all basically fantastic great summary and in our rides, like you've, you've been doing this for quite a few years now. How, who do you see joining the rides uh, on Zwift? Yeah, well, I guess, as you've just said, it really is something for everybody on Zwift. And through the, well, all through the year, but especially when the weather's not so great outside, it really can be just somebody's home for all their cycling needs. So I would say it can be for people who are looking to increase their fitness be it through races or structured workouts or also somebody who just wants to find a home an online home for in terms of a community when they're cycling indoors through, through the winter you really can for example through a social series become part of a, a tight-knit group and that's a really rewarding aspect of being on the platform actually and then as you said somebody who wants to get involved in some racing to increase their fitness again or just for a bit of fun it's uh it's really quite addictive once you get involved in the races because uh, i'm sure you know quite well yeah yeah and we also seen actually racers now go from being pure esports racers on zwift to uh, appear in in real life the world tour our old friend jason osborne for instance was he was uh, riding with us in castelli a lot and uh, now he's a pro with alpes in the koenig yeah, so. absolutely. So uh, Zwift uh, has this uh, Zwift Academy each year, which it literally offers a, an opportunity to, for us amateurs to, to have a crack at a pro contract, be male or female. So uh, yeah, that's been running a few years. And as you said, we've got some, uh, some real world pros as a result. Fantastic. Yeah, and, we, and actually two thirds, they say that two thirds of the, the peloton in last uh, year's Tour de France are uh, Zwift users. So there's quite a few pros in Zwift as well, and that's that's a huge, huge upside. You know, you can meet uh, pros riding any any day of the week, basically. Yeah, it is amazing. Which other sports can you do that and just rock up and and take part in the activity you love with the, the people you admire? It's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, like uh, one of our friends, Ashley Mulman Pasio in uh, Girona, she she uh, managed to uh, do the Queen of the Mountains on one of the hardest climbs in Girona. On the first day after uh, lockdown ended, only after training on Zwift. So you can see real gains, real life gains by training uh, virtual as well. Absolutely. And I, I guess many people will know the story of Matty Heyman, who broke his, his arm, wasn't it? He was training on Zwift, resting it on a, a stepladder next to the bike. And I think he went on to win Paris-Roubaix that year, right? Yeah, that was back in 2016. That's, uh, man. Was it really? Wow. Uh, seven years ago today. Yeah. Oh, how time but, passes. But also just last week, I rocked up to the starting line and just a social, basically just a ride, like I'm not really race, not really easy ride. Suddenly in the starting pen, I see, oh, you have a, you have a rider that you're following is in the pen. Oh, always interesting. So let's see who's there. And it was Mark Cavendish, just any Tuesday, riding mass participation event in Zwift. So... You never know what you meet. Amazing, amazing. So, okay, moving on from the uh, the basic intro, what kind of equipment would somebody need who's just looking to get involved on a, a platform such as Zwift? You need a, a computer, a, a tablet, 
Apple TV, you need somewhere to run the platform. Zwift is really nice in the way that it doesn't really require much computing power, so you can get a really good experience with uh, an Apple TV and uh, your own uh, and your own computer, your own screen back home. But there are different levels to to engagement and how much how how uh, much gaming uh, experience you want to get out of it which you can get at different levels of computing power otherwise you need something to ride on of course so either your own bike or a dedicated bike for riding online with an indoor trainer those might be uh, rollers they might be something as simple as, uh, as an uh, an old uh, an old bike uh, coupled modern a modern uh, indoor trainer and you need some sensors, so you often need to have your heart rate. You should maybe have the cadence sensor, some that shows how fast you're pedaling. That even relates to how your avatar on the in the game behaves. You can also like really good things to have in your setup is a fan, so you get some air circulation around you. Absolutely you have, uh, essential. Essential, uh, at least. <laughs> At least, you know, when it gets a little hot and sticky uh, during a couple of hours in, indoor, it's nice to have a fresh breeze. You should have uh, a stand close by so you can have your snacks, your computer, some uh, controllers, so you're able, to, you're able to interact with what's happening on screen. And um, there's also, you know, there's, there's lots of levels to this. To this. We, I think it's really important to say that you can get online with almost any equipment that you have available. It's, it, the, there is certain barrier to entry, but it's really accessible to most. Okay, great. And would you, would you say it's fair to say it's fairly simple to get going, but if you have deeper pockets and you're willing to invest a bit more, the experience becomes more immersive and, and enjoyable to an extent. Realism and immersiveness comes with comes with the investment. Yeah, you have uh, suites of hardware equipment that are that are specifically tailored to recreate the real life uh, experience to a higher degree. Equipment that vibrates to uh, to uh, simulate uh, the different the different. Uh, rolling terrain underneath you you have uh, the option of equipment that rises and lowers your front end to simulate climbs and you have uh, different options in how much road feel is related through the, the uh, indoor trainer that you're using so that depends on what if, what level of equipment you're setting up to but one thing i should mention these days is that zwift itself has a really good online store where you can get on and you can look for zwift own Zwift's own equipment, which is actually reasonably priced, has good quality and gives a lot of options and a lot of immersiveness for, for the money you invest. Right. Well, I know you love a stat or two, Lars. So uh, I'm betting you've got a few Swift statistics up your sleeve for us all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like there's three million accounts that have been created. And this wow. is some years ago, actually. So we we foresee even more accounts now. Seventy five percent of all the accounts are there doing their doing their structured workouts online. Twenty five percent of all riders, as one in four, are regularly doing events. Every day, we see over a one hundred thousand riders logging on, and at one time we had as much as forty nine thousand riders logging on at the same time 
that was back in back during covid lockdowns right. the peak zwift numbers they are going a bit down over the last couple of years but we still see huge huge attendance at any given time of day you can always log on and find riders to ride together uh, ride with it's come on a long way since the uh, the days of the blue ai bots right you remember those Oh yeah, that was that was yeah. I I remember the first times I logged on to Zwift back in 2015. I had very little. I had very little passion. Like the the avatar had no real reflection of me. But these days, like getting the avatar to behave right, dress right, be a good representation of me online has actually value to me. And that's that has real. That's strange because I didn't think I would get attached. To, to that <laughs> figure on the Zwift, pixels on the screen the pixels on the screen yeah but I, they really they really need to reflect me and they need to represent what i do as a rider yeah yeah absolutely yeah and uh, from a personal perspective where do you kind of sit on the preference between sort of pure cycling simulation and the, the gamification aspects uh, that the zwift's added well i've been I've been going deep on gamification lately, and I will say the day I can play Mario Kart online on Zwift and start hitting you <laughs> with blue blue tortoise shells, that, that's that's when that's when it really hit peak Zwift for me. But I used to do a lot of intervals where I kind of I just I I found a hill, just did hill repeats in Zwift as, as I would do outside. These days I might do a little bit more structured workouts for my own sake. It takes a little less time. If you're in a crunch for time, doing structured workouts is fantastic. And uh, doing doing social rides is really what sets Swift apart from other platforms I've tried so far. Yeah, absolutely. So Rich, you have to tell me, how did Castelli actually develop its presence on Zwift? Sure. So, well, we've been running events on Zwift now since 2017. And prior to this, I was actually running a, a community on Zwift, originally launched for a local in real life club. And this gradually grew in popularity. And do you still do you still see riders attending our rides today that were part of that original uh, club ride? Actually, I do. Yeah. Every now and again, I see some familiar faces uh, pop up in the name list and uh, they even mention some of the old rides. Uh, so, yeah, it's really nice to see that. So, and then around this time, Zwift started to become more popular with various brands from the cycling world. So it seemed a great opportunity to combine this experience leading a, a Zwift community with the uh, Castelli connection. So we launched a, a new weekly event series. At the time, it was originally called the Rosso Corsa Ride. And from there, how did, how did the community rides evolve like were you trying to go hard or were you aiming for a more inclusive ride yeah absolutely at the time it was all about inclusivity the pace that we set for these rides it was very inclusive it was probably at the high end of inclusive but yeah the, the whole focus was just trying to get people on board and, and have a bit of fun and a chat to be honest yeah how how big are are we now well, since that time back in 2017, the, the community's grown substantially, as has the, the leadership team and the number of rides that we're offering. What's the numbers we're on? Yeah, so at the moment, we're currently offering six rides each week, and we're now up to 15 ride leaders all around the world. 
some being employees, some being ambassadors, and some actually now there are enthusiastic, long-standing community members which have gone on to become ride leaders. Yeah, I, I've seen the numbers. Like we're we're heading up well beyond thousand riders every year, every week across all events. Yeah, it's really encouraging to see, and uh, yeah, a lot of those. Um, it's very rewarding to see a lot of regular riders returning to these rides. But by the same token, we're, we're seeing lots of newcomers and trying to welcome people on board every time. Do we have any? Do we have any particular goals we're uh, we're working towards for our community and our rides? Yeah, well, first and foremost, we're just trying to build and engage with our online community. And actually, Zwift is just such a fantastic way to directly engage with participant you know it's we're doing the thing we love albeit virtually but we can communicate and suffer together you know at the same time so that's it's quite unique from that perspective then, also, uh, we also have an aim at having fun while we're doing this you know there's as you said chat and keep keep people engaged really important yeah absolutely i think if we can develop those uh, emotional connections you know that's what it's all about and it will keep people coming back yeah. And then last but not least, I think we're, we're trying really, you know, given that there's a, a performance element associated with Castelli, we're continuously trying to find ways to help people towards their fitness goals, whether that be through our structured workout program or we've just launched a, a new race series, which we'll come on to in a second. So that's yeah. a, a final objective. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing. How, how, are, how are really those objectives reflected in the event series that we're uh, doing? What are, what's the typ- typical schedule these days? Yeah, so we try and offer a bit of everything for different people during the week. So, for example, we have a weekly workout series called Squadra Castelli. And this is a six-month training plan between October and March focused mostly around endurance style events like Grand Fondos and Sportives. And we have three workouts each week for those. Next up, we have the weekly social ride, which was originally the Rosso Corsa ride, now called Roll with Castelli. And this is a a kind of relaxed, chatty ride. Often we have a a kind of race effort just to top that off. Yeah, the the after party rides, they are really popular. You know, when we we go uh, slow for the first maybe three fourths of the ride and then have, have a little race at the end. That's been really fun. Yeah, it's a nice combination. And then with the roll with Castelli, we have a monthly epic edition. And for this, it's usually a bit of a longer ride. And we give away a prize each month, usually some Castelli gear. And then quite often we'll have an interesting cycling tale narrated by your fine self, Lars. And the feedback from those tales has, has been fantastic, to be fair. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm not sure where that started, but I've always enjoyed the, the storied side of cycling. So being able to tell a cool story often related to what's happening in the cycling world that week, it's really cool. Yeah, and you, you do a lot of research for that and it shows through, you know, people really enjoy them. So uh, yeah, really appreciate that. So just moving on, we have a, a weekly women's social ride now called Castelli Donna every Thursday. And that's led by a, a fantastic team of four ladies doing a great job there. And then just finally, we've launched a new race series called Castelli Competizioni, which runs every Friday. Yeah. And that's split down into five week mini seasons. So you can just kind of dip in and out if you 
fancy getting involved in some some racing how are we set for time zones now we we used to have uh, some uh, some differing uh, t- we have we have people jumping on from all around the world have we uh, any uh, any reflections to what times uh, fit to the different participants best well judging by some of the, the Zwift statistics based on popularity we've gone with a kind of eu evening zone for for most of our riders that captures the, the largest you know we can't get everybody at one particular time so we've kind of tried to get the the biggest catchment that we can and you'll get america early in the day and europe you know during the evening so that tends to be the best we can do for the moment do we have any special events that we should uh, talk about we've we've had some some quite epic uh, rides uh, that we should uh, give a special mention shouldn't we Yeah, absolutely. So we've had a number of different style events. We've had the the Giro di Castelli in the past, which has been a a multi-stage event and participants can choose to do this as kind of like a, a race effort, which a lot of people do, or just as a more social pace. Then we've had single event e-fondos, which as you might guess is a kind of virtual representation of a grand fondo long distance ride. And then uh, I'm sure you'll remember of particular note we had the the ride with Reggie event in 2021 with uh, ex NBA basketball legend Reggie Miller. Yeah, that was uh, that was an epic one. We we did it to raise funds for diversity in sports, especially uh, the tra- the cla- uh, traditional black uh, colleges in in the US. Had a yeah. fund he had a f- race fundraising event for them. I think we were more than 3000 riders on that ride. Yeah, was... I can't remember the number, but it was into the the several thousands absolutely. Yeah, my my computer at the time was only able to to simulate the 100 riders closest to me, which basically meant I rode around in a small small square jam-packed with riders all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about so you, many. but that was uh, a real treat for me growing up watching the NBA in the, the 80s and 90s. And uh, just to be riding with Reggie on that event was uh, just amazing, really. Yeah, that was uh, that was fantastic. But uh, which also leads us to all of the fantastic guests that we have been so uh, fortunate to be uh, to join us. Uh, some of them have been co-leaders. I, for one, really, uh, really remember uh, riding with uh, Jason Osborne as he became became a world champion on Zwift that was like for me as a racer that that felt like a peak, peak Zwift moment at least yeah Do you for have sure any favorites? I think, well we've had so many amazing guests and we've had some just rock up and join the rides kind of unannounced and obviously we've had a few that have come on that have connections with Castelli uh, through pro teams or our triathletes Laura Phillips been amazing. We've had her on a few times and she's always a real hit with the the participants, really open candid discussions we've had uh, with Laura. And yeah. yeah, how about yourself? Any other favorites? Well, the the, the fantastic uh, Cameron Worth being uh, both oh, yes. a cyclist and a th- triathlete. He had so yeah. much knowledge to share with our riders. That was uh, that was really nice. Um, um we had uh, Luke Rowe. He was really, really open, candid, had a had a really nice rapport, and was able to uh, answer so many questions. But I also remember all the riders who are kind of jumped on unannounced. I remember once leading when uh, Dame uh, Sarah Story entered the, the ride. 
I must say she was she was just the kindest and so nice to all the riders. It was like it was a small ride that day. It was a was a was a lunch break ride actually, and she jumped on, super happy to engage, and really really gentle and a nice uh, nice uh, companion during the ride. Yeah, and we've had uh, so many others just jump on. And to mention a few, we've had Sir David Brailsford, Sir Chris Hoy. I think we've had other people from the bike world. Fausto Pinarello, right? Cristiano De Rosa's been on once or twice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just lovely to see these names pop up in the rider list as a as a pleasant surprise. So how do we how do we actually how do we actually brand Castelli in game? Are we are we visible in game? You think? Are we are we um... Do people can people enjoy being on a Castelli ride? Yeah, absolutely. In terms of brand awareness, you mean? Yeah. No, like yes. How, what do we give back to the riders for joining us as well? Well, every event we do has something on offer. So we currently have six Castelli kits for use during our events, and if you happen to be just free riding around Zwift, you do actually see quite a few of these kits from time to time now. So we have four kits based on real-world gear. Uh, we have the aero race and climbers jerseys from, from the past. They've been around a few years now. Then we have a, a special edition kit, which was designed specifically for the, the Ride with Reggie event, which also had a, a real-life counterpart. That's a, a real distinctive one. And then finally, maybe your favorite, perhaps, is, uh, I know you're a fan of pink. Uh, we have the, the latest pink wave kit, again, designed specifically for Zwift. Didn't have a, a real world counterpart, but after some demand, it, it now does. And all, and all the riders have to do to get these uh, kits in their, in their garage is just to complete the ride. So joining us for, and finishing the ride always give you the option of uh, having new kit to Absolutely. wear as we go. Literally just come and join our events if you fancy yeah. a new kit and you don't have it in your locker. Yeah. And the Pink Wave kit, we uh, do from time to time announce that as uh, available for pre-order for riders to join uh, and buy in real life if they want to have it. As a regular jersey as well, and we also yeah. we also own the, the rights to the pink uh, Giro d'Italia jersey, but we're not allowed to give that one out. That's uh, only for keeps for the ones who deserve it. We can <laughs> borrow it for a ride just to show off. In exactly, exactly. So it's also worth mentioning that we are always considering other cycling platforms to enhance our community activities. Right? Yes, absolutely. So we're, we're always considering what else is out there to try and uh, broaden the community. And for example, we we recently had a, a weekly social ride and race series actually on the Wahoo RGT platform. The social ride was hosted by former Tour de France yellow jersey wearer Alex Dado over in Canada. Sadly, though, the uh, as many users might know, the Wahoo RGT platform has recently ceased operations. And then we also provide support for the virtual Giro d'Italia on the Be Cool platform. And then finally, we are also considering to try the MyWoosh platform. They're beginning to launch some community rides with some customization. And I think that's slowly picking up numbers. So yeah, that's definitely something we're, we're also considering. And it's worth mentioning there's, uh, there's no subscription necessary to ride on that platform currently. Yeah, it's a it's an up and coming platform. They have they have taken a lot of cues from other social platforms, and they they look uh, they look to be uh, be gaining traction, definitely. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, on the subject of other platforms, do you uh, you have any thoughts about the uh, the UCI Esports Cycling World Championships move from Zwift onto the MyWish platform? I think it. I think it might be. Uh, of course, it it's a uh, it's a question about. Uh, it it needs to be said that the pro ranks racing is another level than what we are doing in esports, mm. but. As long as they are able to produce and and um, and give us a good show, that's uh, that's the most important thing about it. That they're actually able to entertain us. So uh, I'll definitely be logging on, and I hope that uh, they are able to produce uh, as good a race as as Zwift has done over the last few years. That's yeah, the main, without the main doubt. point. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see and see how it compares. Yeah. Yeah. So, for for you during uh, during winter months, that's where heading into now how how do you split between real life cycling and online cycling right yeah well i think for me during the week it just makes makes sense in terms of time efficiency to just be jumping on swift in the evenings and also because of the the ride schedule that we have we're we're often as you know yourself we're often invi- involved in leading the rides so i would say mostly midweek it's uh on Zwift or one of the other platforms and then I'll try and get out at the weekend for a, a decent cafe ride for coffee and a cake with uh, with friends at the weekend yeah yeah how about yourself well i i've done almost all my quality work this year on Zwift it's been a time crunch thing been able to just yeah. go down in the basement knock out a good quality ride with the uh, intervals during the uh, in an evening session uh, maybe even doing a lunch session if I have a home office uh, day. But I try to get out a couple of times a week, maybe once uh, in the evening during the during a week, just to clear my head, basically. Yeah. And then, and then getting as the, as the snow sets, I love my long winter epic rides. But in this in this transition period here in Norway, everything is just wet, muddy, and uh, way too <laughs> way too dirty. So these days, yeah. I'm I'm doing a lot of indoor work. Yeah, very similar here in the UK. So obviously, Castelli is fairly well known for its outdoor foul weather gear. But is there anything on offer specifically for indoor cycling? Yeah, we have Castelli has a full Insider series, which is uh, specifically tailored for the needs of uh, indoors riding. Where we have uh, jerseys, we have the standard Insider jersey with a zip which is a really, really light fabric, really wicks the moisture fast of your skin. And the same uh, fabric in a little little looser fit in a sleeveless uh, version, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Same. In, yeah, in addition, we have uh, an insider shorts, which is a super light fabric again. It has uh, a what we call an air skincare layer, which is uh, basically padding without the cushioning layer inside. So it's super slick, super slim, uh, and a uh, little more like an, a triathlon uh, version. But since you don't have the same vibrations from the bike, you don't need the same cushioning layer. Is, is the thought? And of course, we have a good collection of accessories. My own favorite. I love the sweatpants. Both. So they, we have this uh, set of uh, one one headband and uh, two wristbands. I love using them together, and just because I tend to have a lot of sweat running down my forehead and uh, in the end uh, a nice uh, black towel yeah exactly the the uh, 
the accessories, the sweatbands and headband, they're, they're fairly essential gear when you're doing the workouts and the races, I find. And just out of interest, how did you find the, the insider shorts with this just this skincare layer? I love the, the light feeling on, uh, on my body. And I mean, when I'm doing really intense workouts on, or when I'm racing, I find it perfect because those are shorter uh, stints. I'm not really that, I don't get uh, the same impact on my, uh, on my uh, seat. When I'm going for the longer rides, I prefer to bring out a good, uh, a, a good standard uh, bib shorts, basically. Yourself? Yeah. Yeah, similar experience. I was surprised actually how, how comfortable they feel. But I think for the, the intense, shorter sessions, the, uh, the workouts and races, that's my go-to short every time. Yeah, every little help you can get is uh, appreciated in those sessions. So, yeah. yeah, and especially when you get out of the saddle, it kind of, it feels, it's like next to nothing on your skin. It just, yeah, it uh, it's so efficient. Yeah, without a doubt. So given all this talk about the Castelli community, how can our listeners get involved? Well, we try to keep it quite simple these days. We have labeled everything with uh, the Squadra Castelli. So uh, we have a Squadra Castelli Zwift Club. That's uh, where we basically announce a lot of uh, the community stuff. We have uh, a Squadra Castelli Zwift Power race team, which is more if you want to get into racing and you want a, a team community to start off with. Nice place to right. go. Mm-hmm. And uh, last, but uh, basically the biggest channel is, uh, our, uh, is our community on Strava. Right. Which we haven't really touched upon in this chat, but Strava is more of the social, uh, the social me- media, the SOMI platform for training. And there again, you'll find us as Squadra Castelli. And it's, uh, it's the hub. It's where we bring out uh, all the news about uh, our activities. It's uh, where we also share uh, special events and, uh, and how, uh, and also we do some some more uh, information about Castelli merchandise for both indoor and outdoors riding. And we also have Strava challenges, but I'll uh, leave that one to you. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, the Strava challenges have been a fantastic addition to our, our community engagement. So for those who aren't familiar, we run these challenges in partnership with Strava. And they're kind of a form of gamification where we bring in our real world cycling onto a digital platform and the concept is that participants are challenged to ride either a certain distance or duration over a certain period of time so for example 250 minutes in two weeks and then everybody who completes this challenge or this goal then receives a reward which can be a digital badge in your virtual Strava challenge locker and along with that Usually we'll have a, a discount code to use on the Castelli Cycling website. And then there are some bigger prizes on offer as well. Yeah, we've had some really nice prizes and giveaways on uh, those uh, challenges. That was, uh, that's been, we, we, I think we even gave away a, a full uh, package to uh, Maratona de los Dolomites a year, didn't we? We did, yeah, to, to uh, some lucky winners for that one, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah we, we've really given some nice prizes away, as you say there. Um, and then over the last few years, we've had, we've had six of these challenges 
based around the the cycling monuments theme coinciding with the real world races we've now completed that so we're just moving on to some some other theme challenges and we've just had our castelli keep it up challenge last month which was uh, pretty successful uh, and just to give you an example of the engagement we had around 300,000 people join the, the Keep It Up Challenge you know, and that's direct engagement with us. So, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity to, to get involved with. Fantastic. So, is there anything else we should uh, mention before we sign off for the day? Well, we have a, a couple of other things of interest to, to the Castelli fans out there. So... If you're looking for some some motivating tunes for your workouts or races, we we now have a a Squadra Castelli Spotify playlist. I think it originally started as a, a bit of a dance mix, but it's now quite a an eclectic mix of music on there, as I'm sure yeah. you, you're aware. Yeah, we've invited all our uh, community to to participate, and then we basically do some weeding in the in the playlist from time to time, keep it down to a decent length, and which also reflects the taste and the and the input that we get from the. the people we ride with so it's uh, also been a fantastic way of of getting to know each other even better you know i know you are more into the dance i'm more into the rock and roll uh, while uh, while training <laughs> so uh, it, it from time to time it has it has reflected our style and other times it has reflected the, the styles of uh, all our friends around the world yeah absolutely and of course we're doing the castelli podcast right now Please keep listening. There's a lot of uh, really good uh, episodes and a lot of fantastic information if you if you want to get some deeper insights into into your cycling heroes, I think. Yeah, absolutely there. So, and then just finally for anybody who's intrigued or wanting to become involved with our, our ride series on Swift after listening to this episode, then uh, we'll leave a link to uh, to where you can join up for those events uh, in the show notes. Fantastic. Thanks for the chat, Matt. Yeah, thanks very much. And just want to say a huge thank you to uh, our community out there and for everyone who, who joins the rides. Uh, it's just a, a real pleasure riding with everyone and sharing the stories and the suffering and the sweat. So yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It is a fantastic support. Yeah, and as always, we welcome any feedback and we'd love to hear from you with any suggestions and ideas. Mm-hmm.